you are listening to the Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is Brain Garden, a monthly collaboration between ASIAP and my organization, Cangel's Connection. The mission of Brain Garden is to start conversations on topics that our youth are experiencing. Conversations create a dialogue for healing and offer resources for other community members in need. These students are opening their hearts and stories to help facilitate conversations in our community. I'm your host, Janelle Hildebrand, and I'm the founder of Cangel's Connection, Inc., also referred to as the Cangel Connection Foundation. I started Cangel's Connection in 2019 after my son, Kane passed away from an accidental drug overdose on June 20th of 2018 at 24 years old. Cangel's Connection mission is to be the hub of connecting resources to the people in need. I felt alone as a parent of a struggling young man, and I didn't have the resources for myself or for Kane. My website is C-A-I-N-E dot C-A-I-N-E-G-E-L-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot org. And I have a list of resources that is continuously growing I became connected with ASYEP through KDNK. And if you're a teen listening and would like to share your story and offer some resources, please contact Janelle Hildebrand at J E N X T R E M E S K I at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes to listen to one of our upcoming conversations. Hello and welcome to the Brain Garden, and I am your host, Janelle, and I have a special guest, Crosby. You want to go ahead and introduce your full name and tell us a little about yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, my name is Crosby McMahon. I, uh, I go to college down at uh, in Memphis, Tennessee at Rhodes College. I'm an aspiring, uh, probably pre-med student, hopefully, but that's prone to change just depending on what I, I like or not. Tell me a little bit about um, family. Are you an only child? Do you have pets? Tell me a little about your parents. Yeah, so I um I live with my mom most of the time when I'm not at school. Um, I don't really see my dad all that often, but I, yeah. And then at my mom's house, we just have uh, two awesome dogs that I uh, I like to come home and see all the time. So yeah. Wonderful. Do you play sports? Do you play music? What are your hobbies? Um, so I don't play any sports anymore. I played uh, football in high school, which was which was a blast. But when I got to college, I just decided maybe against it. Um, I kind of picked up rock climbing when I was at school, which is a which is a fun sport. It's awesome, so it's a it's a good workout. Yeah, and uh, I like to play guitar sometimes too in my free time when I get the chance. So wonderful, guitar's a great tool to pick up and strum when you need some downtime or yes. some meditation, kind of right. Yeah, it's a great stress reliever. It's kind of my go-to. So it is. So Cangel Connection is my foundation, and we've connected with Andy Zenka. And so tell the, the audience how we got connected. Sounds good. So um, I guess like every high school student, I was kind of l- looking for some um, some scholarships just because that was what's on your mind when you're going to college. And um, I just stumbled upon it. And when I read the description about it, what it was, it kind of just it really hit home for me just because of my, my father and everything. And it's just kind of battles with uh, alcoholism and stuff like that. So it was kind of just like when I read it, I, I felt like I had to apply. So and then I got it. So it was it was cool. It was really cool. And just reading your application to Cangel, like I immediately felt connected to you too. So it was from the heart and, and I was just honored to be able to, to give you a little bit of money. 
towards college, which is really important. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. So thank you. You're welcome. And I was happy to have enough extras to give you a little bit extra this year, too. We've been working hard at fundraising. So I know when you reached out to me, I was just like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I just was kind of yeah, I was I was shocked. So. Yes. It was it was awesome. It, it was is awesome. awesome. I hope to follow you all the way through college. Yeah, I, I think that's that'd my be hope. that'd be cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, an obstacle in your life overcoming. Tell me anything that kind of like a little bit about a trouble or a a, a hurdle, and then how you are overcoming that now. I guess my biggest obstacle in life was probably uh, my father, when I was in. Um, fourth and fifth grade it was kind of it became a big problem because he was uh he was addicted to drugs and he was an alcoholic and I guess like fourth and fifth grade me didn't really understand what that was but um one day it just kind of I never came I never went back to his house and it's just I never saw him really anymore um because my mom you know she got custody and everything like that so it was kind of just something I had to to deal with and I didn't really understand what the problem was because I was just really little but um it really just kind of affected me a lot. It kind of brought down my grades. Um, it was like the first time ever that I kind of struggled in school and I just wasn't being able to focus and stuff like that. So, uh, but it really helped to just kind of know that um, my mom always told me that it was, that he was sick and that it wasn't something that he could control and that it was kind of just, uh, yeah, it was out of his control. And I just, uh, so it wasn't his fault, so don't blame him. But it was dangerous for me to be in his in his life, so she wanted to get me away from that, so like nothing would happen to me. I I remember um, th- reading through your essay from the application of Kangel and thinking a lot about your mom, and thinking what a spectacular person that your mom must be because she, she instilled in you to take away the judgment of of the addiction. Um, that's not common because a lot of times parents or adults, when they're when they're going through a struggle, often want to blame something or somebody. And so I I really thought I don't know your mom, but I just think she must be a really special person to go with love to say like he's sick with the disease. It's not him, but I want you safe. And so I still think of her to this day and just how special she is. She is, uh, she's an awesome mom and I just, I love her with everything. So, yeah. So when you're, when you were kind of, when your dad wasn't coming around anymore, were you kind of like, what's, why isn't dad coming around? What's going on? Or did you see him drinking ever or intoxicated or was it just like he was absent? Uh, I didn't really uh, see anything for most of my life with him until it was, like end of fifth grade year and my mom and my sister because my sister's also another really big role in like how this all played out for me um and she was kind of always like my mom figure too at my dad's house when we were away she kind of just protected me and stuff so I I just love my sister too but um she was telling me about it and I was starting to understand maybe what it was so we kind of just uh we didn't have an experiment but we asked to see like the fridge and just like the alcohol in the fridge at his house and we wanted to uh and we asked if he could throw it away in the trash can because we thought maybe that was, might be best. And then um, I wanted to wake up in the morning and see if anything had happened. And then I went, looked in the trash can and it was all gone. And it was kind of just like a big shock to me because I was like, so this is the this is the problem. Like he can't control himself from it. He needs it. And it's just and it, that's where I kind of realized. And then that day it was um, was when I went home and I never really went back. Right. Because he knew. Yeah, because I knew because that was, that was just like my that's when I confirmed it for myself. So. 
And so your sister's older. Yes, she's, um, we actually just went to her graduation this last week. Oh my gosh, that's so special. It was, um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was nice to see her finally, like, just do her thing and go up on that podium and graduate, so. And that's where you were last year. So you knew what that felt like and how special that is. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a big difference between college and high school, too. But, I mean, just seeing, like, just knowing, like, what that is and how rewarding it is to, you know, graduate from a place you've tried so, like, hard at is just, it's awesome. It is, isn't it? It's a huge accomplishment. Um, I'm really proud um, to be a part of this, you know, and be connected. Because after I lost Kane, I kind of lost connection with youth. And I find a lot of great energy from you guys. So I'm just honored to be hosting this show and being connected and, and watching you all grow up. I'm glad to be here. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool experience. So. It is cool. It's Thanks awesome. for being a part of it. <laughs> um, so tell me, with your mom and your sister, and, and you're going through your dad's addictions, was there a resource um, that you guys tapped into? Did you do any counseling or did you tap into any resources locally? Um, so yeah, I, uh, I guess my main resource would have been my mom. She was kind of the person I went to. But um, after fifth grade, when my grades kind of, they were shaky a little bit, I, um, my mom for sixth and seventh, she got me a, a counselor at St. Stephen's Middle School where I went to middle school. And um, I would see her, I think, every Thursday. And it was just in and her name was Marty. And I just, I think it was, that really helped me because she had me write stuff in a journal and just like write down my thoughts and get everything out. So I just didn't keep it in. And uh, I guess that was my one resource that I used a lot. I think Marty's a wonderful resource. I actually used her myself. Oh, that's awesome. And so I think she's such a valuable uh, resource to our community for for counseling. She really helped me a lot when I was in middle school. And you're doing a fabulous job. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Super proud of you. Um, tell me some of the strengths that maybe you pulled from this experience. Um, I definitely think I got a sense of, uh, work ethic from like this whole experience. Like I just realized that maybe like just to not give up and just always put in everything that I can into everything that I'm doing. Yeah. It just gave me a sense of, of like, I, I learned how to work hard. I got my first job going out of eighth grade into high school up at the, um, the Glenwood Caverns. And that was really awesome. But I think that's what I pulled most from it was just like to not give up and to keep trying and that you can't let those things get you down and weigh you down because then, you know, the things you want in life aren't going to, you're not going to get them. Right. Do you feel like that you have a sense of a little more compassion towards disease and addiction more than you would have if you wouldn't have gone through this experience? Um yeah, for sure. I think it's it really helped me understand that alcoholism and drugs and all of those things that people that are doing them and addicted to them and do them like because they feel like they have to aren't just doing it because they want to they're doing it because they they can't they don't have any other way it's like they need it and it and it really gives me a sense of I don't know how to say it (laughs) um it's just awareness I guess of knowing Mm -hmm. and maybe to see it before it happens because I've had some I like I, I know some people that where things might like uh I see sometimes they might be going in a in a wrong direction and I try to and I try to help them off of that Excellent. And I think what we're doing here is just bringing awareness and to, to others and to those that are listening that it starts with a conversation, right? It just starts by talking about it. Yeah, I think talking about it is the best way to do it. I mean, 
talking about anything for me, kind of just getting all that weight off my chest is it's what helps the, the most. So that's, yeah, I would go to my mom a lot and I would just get everything off my, my chest and just be like, this is what's on my mind and I need help kind of thing. Right. And you're going to the right source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going, going to, to the, the right source. Being around the right people and making sure you keep your relationships with people is, is very important. And it's just, it's a scary world out there with fentanyl and, um, so that's just a game changer too. So it's just, you just, it's not safe anymore. Yeah, no, I was, um, I saw on the news like a couple of weeks ago that some teenagers died of a fentanyl overdose. And that was just kind of shocking to me because it's like, you can't, like nothing is safe. You can't go out anymore. You can't buy anything. It's just, it's all dangerous and it's just, it's scary. It's really scary. And it's all over. It's not just one place or another. I watched a documentary on, um, I think it was on Hulu and it was about the opioid crisis and it was based more off of Nashville, but it's, it touched me. I mean, that's how my son passed was from a fentanyl overdose and it's just, it's so rampant. And, um, in the interview, a lady had said, if somebody went into a mall and shot like 11 people, we would be like, oh my God, we have to do something. But what we don't know is 11 people behind the scenes in one day could be overdosed in one location. And we're just, I think we're chipping away at it the best we can. And so I think all these, these conversations are going to help other people have conversations. And I think my one advice would be is just take a pause before you decide, make any decision at all. If you stop for 30 seconds, right, you might change your mind. So that's my conversation <laughs> is just to say, pause, take a pause, and let's think about what we're doing here. Is this really safe? I so. think yeah, I think it's important to spread that that awareness of it and just kind of let people know that it's out there and it's dangerous. And like kids especially that are going into college and stuff who think that maybe they're immortal almost in a sense that nothing can hurt them. And it's just that they need to know that it can and that it is there. And so it doesn't discriminate, does it? Does it no, matter? It does not what background you come from or um, how smart you are or how athletic. It just could be the one time you experiment and it could be the last time. So, so yeah. So tell me a little bit more about um, a message that you would have for the audience listening today. Um, I definitely think for me, my message would be just to not give up in school and relationships and anything like that and just always put as much effort as you can into those things because in time, no matter how long it takes, it, it, it'll it be rewarding. I think for me, I definitely focused more of my time in school and now I got to a college that I'm happy at and that I'm studying what I want to study and I think it's just if I would have gone on the path of uh, I was in fifth grade where I kind of just was losing focus and didn't put in that effort, I would have I would have ended up somewhere different where I may not have liked it as much. So. I'm so proud that you had the strength to, to talk about it with your mom, and that led you down the path of positivity and health. So, Crosby, um, I asked you to pick a song that maybe inspires you or, or to go to song if you're going through a difficult time. Did you come with a song? Yeah, I, um, I chose the song Keep Your Head Up by Andy Grammer. To me, it's just kind of... It's a song that speaks true to me just because it's, it's always talking about how you should not give up and just stand strong and just do what you want with your life. So. And you're doing it actively. <laughs> yes, I am, I'm trying my best. I love it. And so we're going to play the song for you if you're listening. And I want you to be inspired as I am by Crosby. We will be back after the break. Whoa! 
been waiting on the sunset, bills on my mindset, I can't deny they're getting higher, higher than my income, income's breadcrumbs, I've been trying to survive, the glow that the sun gets right around sunset, helps me to realize that this is just a journey, drop your worries, you are gonna turn out fine, oh, you turn out fine. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. I know it's hard, no, it's hard to remember sometimes. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey, hey, hey. I got my hands in my pockets, kicking these rocks. It's kinda hard to watch this life go by. I'm buying into skeptics, skeptics mess with the confidence in my eyes. I'm seeing all the angles, thoughts get tangled. I start to compromise my life and my purpose. Is it all worth it? Am I gonna turn out fine? Oh, you turn out fine. Fine, oh, you turn out fine. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down. Circling around again, it comes around again. I said only rainbows after rain. The sun will always come again, and it's a circle. Circling around again, it comes around, but you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. I know it's hard. If you are just tuning in to Brain Garden, I have a special guest, Crosby McMahon, on air today with us talking about addiction. And we covered a variety of things of how we got connected through Cangel Connection. Um, we, got, we talked about his father going through alcoholism and addiction and how that affected his family. We talked about some of the song he chose and how that impacted and and. Um, his life and now we're going to talk about college yes tell us a little bit about the classes you're taking and what degree you're kind of choosing and and what led you to pick that degree okay yeah um so so going into college I mean like I always have this like I've always had this feeling that I just want to help other people so I definitely knew that I was going to go do go into something stem related um I also it was just like one of my better subjects in high school so that was kind of just where I was at and um Going into college, I thought I was going to do pre-vet 
but then I was like, maybe not. And I was also thinking about uh, mental illness and going into like the psychological things. And that was really interesting to me. And then, um, yeah, and as I got to college, I just was uh, going through courses and seeing what I was enjoying. I took a biology course because that's just a required course for all pre-med. So, and it was really interesting to me. Um, I also had to take a computer science course too because I uh, was awarded a scholarship there for Impact STEM, which was awesome. And that was uh, under the computer science department, so I had to take the comp sci, the comp sci course. And then now going into the second semester, I uh, I stuck with comp sci a little bit because I was interested in maybe minoring in that, and then majoring in biology or some other uh, some other science that would kind of help me get into med school maybe. Yeah, and that's kind of just where I was standing with that. So kind of going into the medical side. Yes, definitely something uh, something health-related for sure. Health-related and people-related. Mm-hmm. That's pretty special. We need you. We need people to be helping others. So I commend you on that. And don't give up. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. <laughs> yes, yeah. In one of my uh, my writing courses, which was like it was my first year writing seminar, it was it's a required course. Um, I chose scientific writing. I was kind of with the scholarship. I was thinking I kind of had to do that. And then um, one of our uh, required essays was a, a research paper on a, a certain uh, taste gene. And uh, I wrote about that, that gene's effect on alcoholism and addiction, which was uh, which was kind of just a topic that I wanted to get uh, just to know more about. To like kind of shorten it up, I found that uh, specific people are born with a gene that may make them more prone to drinking alcohol and being addicted to more bitter things. So. That's kind of the short and sweet version of it. That is fascinating. I'd actually like to hear more about this gene because that's fascinating to me, something that I I don't even know about. So touch base a little bit more on this gene. Um, I can't quite recall the name of it right now because it's a confusing one. Okay. But um, it's the gene that codes for a taste receptor in your, uh, in your mouth that uh, tastes bitter, bitter substances uh, such as alcohol and coffee and um, like Brussels sprouts and a lot of vegetables and stuff. So what we did is we tested um, a group of students and individuals and uh, tested whether or not they had the gene. Um, and the people that did have the gene were more likely, they, on a survey we conducted, they said they, were, they drank a lot more alcohol and coffee than those who didn't have the gene. So. Wow, that's fascinating. How many people did you have be part of the study, do you remember? Um, it wasn't a big amount because it wasn't like a big paper, but it uh-huh. was just the 12 students in my class. Oh, wow. So. Not to say for sure whether it was accurate, uh, like statistically, but it was uh, it was cool to see that maybe that could be a relationship that I might want to go study further on. I think that's fascinating. There's a lot we don't know. Isn't that kind of the truth? Yeah, it's scary how much we still have to learn. So We have a lot to learn. But you know what we need is more young, creative minds coming up with these great researches, you know, these papers, or, you know, it starts there, and then it comes into something. So... Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I don't think that you will just be an amazing part of society and coming up with something brilliant. I'm going to watch that unfold. <laughs> yes, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, any other like books or resources that you would tap into if you were trying to understand or learn about addiction? Um, a lot of the uh, the articles or, or journals I go to are all a lot of online um like uh, art, like published articles that you kind of just read through, a lot of scientific ones. So kind of not to, Wikipedia. Not Wikipedia. <laughs> no, you kind of got to find them and then pick them out one by one because you just got to build off of everyone else's research. So yeah. Any positive messages that you want to send out to the listeners today? 
I think maybe like the most important thing to me and I think maybe to people that are dealing with uh, like the world just not being on their side is just, you know, never give up. That's a big one for me. I just I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't put in the effort. Um, keep those who want to be close to you close to you because having those relationships is really is really beneficial to help you through those hard times and just, you know, and, and just keep you on your feet when you feel like you're falling down. So I think that's kind of my main thing. I love that being confident in who you are and keep the ones that are are walking with you and keeping you afloat close. Um, Pause before you make a decision. Yeah, that's an important one. Um, And just be proud of what you're doing. Be proud of who you are. Yeah, don't take for don't take for granted anything either that like, you know, every little thing that you do is important somehow. Yeah, it is. And no shame. When we fall, we get back up. No shame in it. Um, so I want to thank um, Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program for partnering with Cangel Connection Foundation for providing the platform for Crosby to come on air and have have a conversation with us. So thanks for listening and tuning in. And um, if you like what you hear, um, the fourth Wednesday of each month at 4 p.m. is the Brain Garden. And it's also a podcast, so it doesn't go away. <laughs>